You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Keith Gregory, the masculinity of men. It is the era of man to change. It's been a long time that man has had rule. The rules have changed now. How does man adjust to it? How do men embrace their masculinity and the femininity side? How do they give in to the Me Too movement? How do they step up into that integrity and become the man we want them to be? Not misogynistic, not narcissistic, not entitled, but somebody that we know is a beautiful heart and soul that makes beautiful partners in life. So this is what we're going to be talking about today, the new era of the masculine man and what is masculinity what is a man that makes him so different how easy is it for him in today's world to adjust to what's going on because there's so many faux pas there's so many slap on the wrists we don't want them to change we just want them to see us differently and look at the world differently so there's a lot to talk about here and this is our third show with Keith and I invite you to go back and listen to the other shows that we've done with him because we really dive right into the subject so let us dive into the subject today welcome Keith dive deep dive (laughs) joy to be here with you thank you Uh, it's a it's it's a hot topic isn't it it's a topic of um, how does a man step into his manhood and all his glory and all his beautifulness, but adjust to the new paradigm of the world, this new era, and uh, you know, find the balance? Because really what we're looking for is balance, isn't it? Well, we're looking for the blended balance between all of ourselves, mm. our feminine, our masculine, specifically in this discussion. And uh, this is the time, the age of equanimity. Mm. Because unless we create equanimity within ourselves, of course, it's impossible to create it outside in the world. So we're all being given the opportunity in what's called the turning of the ages. Yes. To deepen more profoundly into our core essence, of course, which is genderless. Mm-hmm. And to reference ourselves as soul, spirit first. Spirit having experience, not humans having spiritual ones. Right. Mm-hmm. That let's hit on that topic for a while because everybody thinks it's the human having a spiritual experience, but they don't realize it is actually that beautiful divine heart, soul, or spirit within us that's giving us uh, an extended experience of the heart and soul with the beautiful gift of being able to hug, you know, to hold, to touch, to taste, to do in in these wonderful bodies. But we get stuck in the vessel, don't we? And we forget that the the soul and the spirit and the heart are our compass for everything. Well, you know, the way that I term this is our verticality versus our horizontality. The verticality is our soul stream or our spiritual alignment. It's working up 
in the uh, energetic anatomy standpoint of our chakra system, specifically mm -hmm. into what connects us to source, what grounds us into the earth beneath us. And our horizontality is defined by our nervous system and the gravity well of the third dimension, specifically our mm -hmm. senses, what we see, what we touch, what we hear, what we taste, what we hear. And what we know of ourselves by the physical world solely and primarily most people reference themselves by just their physical realities and don't have a living connection, a conscious and a visceral connection with their spiritual essence or their souls. Yep. I think a lot of people have a thinking um, connection, you know, thoughts first, not feeling first. And if you know, you're in soul or heart, you're, you're coming from a place of feeling, aren't you? Well, you're coming from the present moment, which is the yeah. only place that life takes yeah. place that, that spirit lives is always and only irretrievably in the present moment. And our thoughts only referenced by what we know and what we want mm. or various filters, emotional, cultural, conditional, karmic filters. But the soul in life now here. Yeah. The gift of the present is in the now, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, now you know in this now moment in society we're really at a, a, a fork of change and the change of is of enlightenment is is of um, ascension you know with our heart and our souls um, really pushing us forward into being so much more than we are meant to be and it's a wondrous journey if you're willing to take it. It's exciting times when you're tapping into that opening up of the chakras, the channeling of that knowingness. But we also are seeing on the other side of it, a scurrying of fear, of fear and hate and, and, and a, a resistance to the change. And there's always that, you know, there's a Celtic room called Haglas, you know, um, disruption. There has to be disruption in order to find that equilibrium. But how are you seeing the world in, in its change right now? Well, you know, there's a great saying, the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. Mm -hmm. And breakthrough comes after breakdown. And yeah. in order to create a rebirth, there has to be a, a death or, an, or a dissolving or, dare I say, a destruction of the old structures and in this case the old patriarchal paradigm mm -hmm. which is not gender specific the masculine and the feminine speaking in the archetypal Jungian anima and animus we all carry it yep no one's a victim here no one's a perpetrator although men carrying the johnson equipment those of us that were born in a men's body <laughs> we've been we've been ruling the roost only because we can kick your ass yes up until now that's been the dominant um those who have the gold rule, it's, it's might make right up until now. And of course, the world itself is a byproduct of that. And we, of course, have a man in the presidency <laughs> speak of that who is epitomizing this narcissistic and this um, self-serving, the old paradigm mentality in order to, and this is a value of, of Trump in office is that he's forcing us to choose our values. Yes. Come to a place where we are anchored in what we believe, what we want, what our principles are. And he's stirring up the muck in order for us to choose what it is that we are here for, what our alignment is on a spiritual and a personal level. 
Yeah, I, I say that, you know, he's shaking us up to wake us up for us to step up. Yeah. And, right. you know, that the blessing that we have is that he's, he tweaks and says everything. He's Ooh. totally oblivious to the lies or to the contradictions. Uh -huh. But the thing is, all that's been going on behind closed doors for centuries. Uh -huh. Now uh -huh. we have this lovely president Brilliant. who tells us everything. And so it's for people that have yeah, the head in the sand. He's speaking our shadow. He's yeah. speaking our shadow. Yes. And so we can't avoid it anymore. You can't right. avoid him. He's in your face. Right. And it's right. like, well, what right. are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about this? this is the invitation. If you don't like it, uh -huh. what are you going to do about it? And the first thing you have to do is look at yourself. Have I been living in this entitlement? Have I been behaving in this way? This is a, a good time to actually have a look in the mirror, man or woman, and say, have I been living this opulent life of entitlement? And how can I change? Because until we're willing to change, we can't change anything else. Well, it's being the change you want to see in the world. And the mm -hmm. answer to your question is, yes, we've been entitled. Yes, we are entitled. Yes, we are narcissistic. Not to the degree, perhaps, but, yeah. but, but it's a, that prone shift. Life is happening for me, not happening to me. Mm -hmm. The universe is forcing us to our destiny. We are in the turning of the ages. This yes. is a predestined time where we are either shifting to a higher vibratory rate or yep. we fall away and continue to live in the manner in which we have, and it is conscious choice, although most people live their lives from their unconscious choices, yeah. not their conscious choices, thus the power and the um, necessity to be in the present moment to choose consciously yeah. what we want. And as things are being stirred up on every front, whether it's financial, whether it's um, ecological, whether it's political, whether it's cultural, we're all having to choose as souls, again, mm -hmm. what our values are. Do we love or do we fear? And this is interesting, this is a quick equation, Sarah. The old paradigm motto or mission statement is what's in it for me? Yes. Get yes. out of it. How can I use this to my advantage? This isn't making it wrong, but this is, of course, created the world that we live in, in that it's pretty much greed based again yeah, it's yeah. the power elite yeah. and i don't wants to give up power you got to be nuts mm -hmm. if it's been accrued at other people's expenses and up until now that is it. More, mm -hmm. you get power from taking power away from other people the new paradigm is what can i do to serve life how yep. can i be a beloved to the moment how can i be a benefit not at the negation of my my creature comforts or what it is that I need to survive, but my, and this is a new, new masculine. It's not just, and this was from my training when I was first brought into this work formally and I was brought in through a woman 17 years to the day, same birthday, Nicole Christine, who had developed this awakening the priestess process in southern arizona awakening the sacred feminine and had been doing circles with women for eight or nine ten years before she brought it to sedona where i had just moved from north carolina in 96 and i was in the first awakening the priestess excuse me the waking the priest process awakening the sacred masculine which is a nine-month gestation journey and I thought it was just the greatest, coolest thing, real spiritual bling, you know, kind of a, I'd be a hot shot, sacred masculine, how cool is that? But what it ended up doing was dredging up 
the parts of me that I had never wanted to look at, let alone own, let alone, let alone love and embrace. And what I found is that in order for anyone to be free, and speaking of men, we have to hold the parts of ourselves that have entrapped us and imprisoned us, kept us out of our soul essence, primarily fear, which is so for all humans, but the expression with men has been over-controlling, over-domineering, mm -hmm. over-aggressive, angry. All of those expressions are because we're afraid right. of not being good enough or not being right. strong enough or something. So Nicole brought through her understanding, and rightfully so, of the sacred masculine, which is to reestablish respect, honor, and integrity to be a stand-up guy, very much like the Arthurian code of the, of the round table. Yeah. To honor life, to respect life, to be integrous with how I behave, to say what I do and do what I say, to be accountable, right. truly to be accountable. However, what I'm seeing in, this, in the new version of the Awakened Masculine is to bring in the qualities of the heart space, as well as our feminine nature. Mm -hmm. to create a symbiotic whole, to create an interconnectedness with our male and our female aspects, which means that we open up to receptivity, we open up to intuition, we open up into self-nurturance, we learn how to listen, we learn how to trust the void, we develop our inner feminine qualities, and of course there are other qualities that are attributed to women, to the feminine rather, mm -hmm. but to create an interdependence, with all aspects of ourself to create a unified whole, yeah. which creates a more loving, compassionate, again, the qualities of an awakened heart, right, as I've identified them, love, joy, compassion, gratitude, forgiveness, faith, and trust. As we incorporate these higher qualities of the awakened heart with that masculine, young, purpose-directed life, that's the new masculine. That's the new sacred awakened masculinity. And the thing is, I think when a man chooses to go down that path, the empowerment of his beingness is so much stronger than it ever has been. It's not about you know, how strong you are. It's you know, how, how strength, how strong is, is your wholeness, is your beingness. That's where the strength really comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, and as you speak to the man embracing the feminine side, it's the same with the women. You know, in the 60s, they thought burn your bra and become a masculine in order to get ahead, you know. And it's women kind of lost their identity as a woman, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. embracing that masculinity. And as I said at the top of the hour, the balance. Mm -hmm. You know, we need that, um, mm -hmm. that wonderful balance of what we are, both we're both feminine and masculine no matter what body we're in and it is constantly that balance because that's where you have the empathy the compassion the understanding the intuitive knowingness it all comes from that balance and if we're too extreme in either one or the other indeed you know, that's when we throw ourselves out. And obviously as a woman when you're a mother and you're nurturing you are a full woman at that time but it, it is as with a man in various things that he does. We're not saying that, you know, you're splitting down the middle and becoming half half. Is that you know when to draw on your masculine energy when you need it, as a man knows when to draw on the feminine energy to strengthen 
himself. And the, I think the balance is something that we're desperately seeking. And with the disruption, and you mentioned third dimension as, you know, I, I have a theory, third dimension, fourth and fifth. Uh, people were invited to go into the fourth, uh, up to the fifth dimension back in 2012. Okay. And the bridge was going to break. If you weren't on it, you were going to get left behind. The bridge is broken now. That's what that disruption is happening. And the third dimension is that chose not to awaken, chose not to rise up, are being left behind. And they will be an island unto themselves and will just peter out because we are raising our vibration. We are raising our frequency. We're opening up those chakras. We're understanding so much more of what the universe is telling us, coming into our divine intellect. And that is resonating at a higher frequency, which we desperately need and this planet desperately needs. So if you haven't joined us, you will be left behind. You know, it sounds lovely. And I agree with you. All these higher qualities of awakening. However, as a man, it's been a massive pain in the ass because I literally felt like I was dragging, and I use this image often, a Macy's Day parade-sized balloon <laughs> tied on my neck. Oh, wow. And I was dragging not the unawakened masculine, I was dragging the wounded masculine ah, yes. for years. And what, of course, it forced me to do the light, the dark, the shadow. When I call love into my life, when I called in the Christ into my life, Sarah, what showed up in me was all that I hadn't loved myself mm -hmm. in order to create love in my life. And that is the quality of Christ, which is unconditional love and the power of vulnerability and the power of compassion. It's not a meek or wimpy yeah. aspect, yeah. compassion. There's a deep, deep strength and, mm. and humility as well. And it's taken all of my life in the past 20 years, especially to be, to become all that about person. the board. Mm -hmm. And to all and to, and to hollow out my personality yeah. in terms of having to go into the dungeon and the catacombs of my psyche, my shadow and love all the funky parts <laughs> that I've pushed away for eons. And of course our power in the shadow, when I, love and heal my core wounds they become my core uh openings to to freedom and that's where the sacred comes into play in our lives through the heart space is it will engender and develop these qualities that will heal the most wretched parts of ourselves the most wretchedly judged parts of ourselves is love is forgiveness that oh, forgiveness has line. to come first before the love because we can't Indeed. love until we Indeed. forgive, right? Indeed. And it's Indeed. also understanding whatever decisions we've made in our life, we've done under either the assumption or the expectation of the moment, right. of what right. society or what right. history has put pressure on us. Right. When we know more, when we know wiser, we can then make better decisions. Right. But you can't beat yourself up for what you did in the past. You did it with the knowledge you knew then. So you need to forgive that and say, as I know more, I can let go of that. And in that love of self, in that love of opening and being willing to be guided, I will lovingly from the inside out, learn what I need to do in the future. Um, and right. Right. I think the other thing is slow down. Don't react so fast. Take in before you react. 
because we react differently. We're, we're such reactionary creatures, aren't we? And I think sometimes the pause is good. And the only place I've found the cultivation of pause, Sarah, is in a meditative practice at a meditation foundation. Every morning without fail, it's 20 minutes to a half hour of sitting in stillness or quiet or in my alignment. And I teach this in the work I do. And what this has engendered is a millinanosecond between the moment at hand mm -hmm. and an urge to react, that trigger, which is an aspect or an expression of a conditioning to react, to be triggered, to be um, popped by something. And that millisecond of a, of a pause break where I can choose, take a breath. Yes. Yeah. Let it go. Okay. Create a little space. And as soon as I create space, it creates more space. As I get present, I respond in kind as opposed to react from my mind or my emotions. And this is why, you know, I lived in Sedona for 10 years. I worked at the Center for the New Age. I was doing readings and channelings and all sorts of stuff with the creme de la creme scene, not to denigrate it, but manifesting is a lot more than just thinking and feeling yeah. about it. It's yeah. acting yes. different to create different yes. results. And that is inherent in the masculine life force. We have to act different to create different. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just yeah. being wishfully compassionate. It's treating kinder, having learned to forgive and treat ourselves kinder first. But that's the point. When you learn to treat yourself with kindness and love, that is what precedes you. Yeah. That loving kindness is already your aura around you. And that's what opens the door to other people in receiving you. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the vibration that they'll receive you on. And that's how they will interact you. And you need to be in that loving uh, vibration because it rises. I have invites other people to rise up to that frequency as well of that self-love. And, you know, then you are really, truly communicating with each other because it's coming from the heart chakra. It's coming from that place of I really do care what you have to say, what you have to do. As a woman in the past, I have found most of the time the only way to truly um, interact with a man if I had something to say was to write to him. Yeah. Um, let him digest it. Say, I don't want a response until you fully digested it. Because I know if I try to say it immediately, yeah. All those filters, yeah. all those lenses, yeah. all those filters get, get in the way. You're right. Yeah. 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 And in the writing of it is think about it. And then when we have that conversation, you've had your knee-jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. Now let's have a talk about it. Very good. Right? Very good. Um, but I mean, you know, the talk wasn't always the way it was meant to be. Hence the reason I'm single. But, you know, it's, it is something I still think that, that works because for people who haven't quite yet got there to take the breath, there's the other art of listening. You know, people, I hear what you say, but do you? Are you truly listening? Because listening is not waiting to respond, right? It's hearing what's truly being said. Letting you know, it digest before you respond. If you've studied nonviolent communication, um, one of the great phrases is listening. Mm -hmm. 
And I've only been able to listen this way when I've learned to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Turning my mind off or attending to the neediness to be heard, to be recognized, to be validated, to be important, to be right. As I've learned to hold those parts of Keithy or my, those aspects in myself to give myself that love and recognition and validation, it takes the hook of the, takes the hook off of the outside world to meet my needs for me. And that's part of the sacred masculine is we are sovereign and autonomous self-realized capital S self-fulfilling self-renewing that I don't get my strength from women or the outside world. I generate it from my connection to source, create it into the earth beneath me. And I expand it through my heart space that I learned to come to rest in by resting in my breath, in my breathing. This is arguably the oldest meditation technique there is, mm-hmm. is to rest in the present moment through resting in my breath. And as I, as I do that, holding space, you know, that is, that is an aspect of the sacred masculine, Sarah, that's really important, is that we hold a container first within ourselves and then provide that container of safety for the feminine to unfurl her wings, yep. relax, to feel safe, and, and to then thereby express her gifts and her wisdom and her creativity, but not if she's on edge, not if she's being attacked, and not no. if she's being, right. So. Or not, not if she's being assumed. Yeah. Because so many people listen with assumption. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, they're not truly listening to what is being said. Um, you know, or, or the past is being heard in what she's being said rather than the present. She's speaking to how she feels in the present, but you'll keep going back to the past. And so, and, and assuming something in the future. So there is no right. communication there. It's just that it's going over itself. It's not connecting at all. It's like, yeah. You know, it, again, it's that new earth equations. How can I serve you, Sarah, by hearing what you want to tell me? And it's not just the words. No. You know, from neuro-linguistic programming, like 80%, 85% is, is visual contact, is visceral exchange, not the words themselves mm-hmm. in terms of what's being communicated. So if my interest is to hold space for you, mm-hmm. is to hear what you have to say, is to honor you, you're going to be a whole lot more fun to hang around and want to hang around with me in that expression of friendship because I care about you and I care about what you have to say. And, you know, people are always looking for validation and it's not validation of their importance. I think the validation is, is that you do see me. You do hear me. You do care enough to listen when I have something to contribute. And I think that is where the validation truly people want. It's not how important you are. It's how, how significant are, you know, whether someone wants to care and listen to you. And that just comes into a game. You know, that was Oprah, Oprah Winfrey's, I don't know, 35,000 or 3,500 people she's interviewed quick, quick. And she said, even from the presidents of the United States to the, to the, you know, wash woman down the block when she was growing up, people just want to be heard. Yes. They want to know that they count or that yes. their voice matters. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially for women, the suppression of the voice mm-hmm. has been thousands of years. And so, you know, this is a time of, I suppose you can say, rebellion. Others, we're going to be heard. 
and there's a sisterhood of we hear each other. We're not coming on mass, you know. When I say rise up, it's not rise up in arms. It's rise mm -hmm. up arm in arm. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's you know we are in this together. We're not out there to bash men. We're out there to change the energy, to understand we have a voice. That together, when we merge those voices, look at the strength we can create then. Not in the division of us, but in the unification of those voices. Right. And this is what we're trying to do at the present moment, is understand we, you know, I often refer to people as in this self-discovery is of their instrument. What is their instrument in life? Mm -hmm. And once they've discovered that instrument and learned to play it, how, which orchestra do they bring it to? to create that symphony that will resonate out in invitation and uplifting of everyone else. We're not ever meant to be solar people. We're in our own lives on our own of how we interact with ourselves. But once in that discovery of self and of that love, it is then for us to bring it forth as a contribution, as a service to everyone else, because we're meant to be that matrix that is always constantly entwined. You know, and that's an aspect. Good that you say that about service, because that's really near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. In that, and I've seen this over my life, we've all seen this in men. Unless we live for a purpose higher than our meeting our own wishes, wants, desires, and needs, unless we serve a higher purpose for the tribe, yeah. in some way, shape, or form, we become despondent, we become depressed, yep. we become addicted, we become angry. That is that sacred calling again, from the code of the round table, that we serve the betterment of things somewhere, somehow, more than just our personality, egoic needs. And when we do that, we feel that we are living a purpose and are contributing, and that's really important for men, that our active impulse serves other people's well-being in a way that shines our heart it shines our yeah. soul it shines our lives and i've never found anything in any way that replaces mm. went through an aa period for many years and one of the great lines that i heard to create self-esteem we mm. have to do esteemable acts oh i like that we have to act benevolently we have to act in a way that helps people live their lives in a better way to really feel fulfilled. And I don't know if it was Gandhi or Yogananda, this is an old, old um, soul truth, that our fulfillment as humans becomes dynamic when we serve other people's fulfillment. Yeah. That my strength comes from helping you yeah. feel your strength, that my service is to support you to be your best self. And that's when the sacred and the divine starts to rock and roll through the masculine in ways that we've never seen on this planet, certainly not in mass. No. You know, the greatest gift you can receive is in the giving. Yeah. You know, when you see somebody else benefit from what you've done, it's mm -hmm. not in the recognition. No. You know, it's in the propulsion of their lives. How have mm -hmm. you made it better? Did you seed something? Did you water something? Did you ignite something within them? Was it just a simple act of kindness? Was it something you truly invested in them? It doesn't matter what. But when you see that person up on their own feet, or you see that person with a smile on their face, it could be something as simple at the coffee shop, seeing somebody rather frazzled, mm -hmm. taking note 
you know, you know, ah, oh, I see you having a hard day. I hope it gets better. You know, chin up, love, take a breath. You've acknowledged them. It automatically calms yes. them down. It automatically feels, oh, somebody can see me, you know, and they feel, again, that validation because most of the time they're just being taken for granted. And simple little acts of kindness is, is watering their soul. It's watering yeah. their spirit and their heart, you know. Yeah. And it's repaying the blessing. Yeah. And not, that's not in a Judeo-Christian sense. It's in a sense of feeding life where life feeds and yeah. it's feeding it in others in a not a demonstrative or ostentatious way yeah. but in a way that connects the human dots not just the spiritual realms of divinity and blah 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 it's being the living force of love in our humanity and touching other people in pain ways that sheds a little more light a little more love a little more care into the world and we don't always know the impact we have on people in no, the now. No, no. You know, it's, you know, I know with these shows is that I don't know who's listening that it's had an impact in their life because it's not always the come back to me. They may go back to the person they've listened to. Mm -hmm. Every now and again, I'll get, oh, that show had such an impact. And it's wonderful to know, <laughs> you know, to know that it's having that effect. But it, it's not the recognition I'm looking for. It's that propulsion forward of as a humanity for us to rise up into all our beautifulness because we've sold ourselves short for so long mm -hmm. and we've been on a lower vibration for so long and we need to rise up because as we do and we step into that beautiful corny word love, we become the love we seek. We become the peace we seek. We become the purpose we desire in all of that service we are actually literally resonating at a higher frequency that is, you know, that is uniting, you know, that joins in the, like the forest. I mean, I love forests for many reasons. One is that they don't criticize another tree for being different, right? They stand together tall. Even when they fall, life comes out of it. The entire fiber optics, um, you know, underneath those roots come together as a matrix to support, feed and love and nurture and communicate with one another. And the rustle of the trees is always up to the heavens, you know, always up to the sky. And it's the strength in that forest where they stand individually, but they are never alone for they are together. You know, we need to build our forests, don't we? Or we need to be part of our orchestras. But we've got to understand we have to bring our whole instrument to it. You know, it's not as joining for someone else to feed us. It is feeding ourselves to join in order to enhance. Indeed. You know, you got it. It's funny about being, you know, the, the separate, um, the separate trees in, in the forest that create a, um, a stronger unit in group, mm -hmm. in, in, in combination. And that really is what's being called for nowadays in the planet. Yes with men is to hold all parts of ourselves, especially the parts that we've always denied and pushed away. Mm -hmm. And that's core in the healing work I do. Speaking of these old, hmm, old um, planetary patterns of control. And I found that in order to heal, truly to transform it, I have to become grateful for it. Mm. And I had a client once who was sexually abused and uh, horrific circumstance and 
I said that that's the one place you have to hold in yourself that was punished or abused or disregarded so, so horrifically. And she said, how can I do that? I said, well, understand in a past life, and I believe this is true, we choose these experiences that take us out of our power because up until now, certainly for the feminine, it was impossible. It was life-threatening. It was critical, fatal to step into your power, yeah. to speak your truth as a woman. Mm -hmm. It was in ways that we can't even imagine. It still happens on the planet, but not as, yeah. as readily. So on a soul level, we to break our strength, to diminish our power, to depreciate our self-worth because it served us at the time to play smaller. It was too painful to be in our bodacious radiance. So the all these- wasn't right. Wasn't right. So the shoes you wore in fifth grade were great at the time. Of course, now you'd be in unbelievable pain. You couldn't fit into those shoes. Mm -hmm. They served you well then. The point of this is if we can hold our and, and be grateful for having it served us whenever, however, in the past, we've outgrown it now, it, be, it transforms, it's gotten our attention. One of the primary reasons for pain is to bring our attention to help us get out of pain. Right, right. And we get out of pain at the deepest level by loving the parts of ourselves, by forgiving the parts mm -hmm. of ourselves and being grateful for our pain, for having gotten us through the pain. Right. So then we can become free. It's, it's the discovery of our strength and our courage. You know, we, we don't know what we do. We don't know how awesome we are unless we're willing to take the journey. And very often it is that catalyst of pain, of suffering. Yeah. And it yeah. gets to a point that somewhere along the line, you, you know, you're not going to take it anymore. And, you know, you pull that thread, that one thread that's, that's going to move you forward. And you, <clears throat> you discover that courage. You discover that strength that you, I didn't know it was in me. And I didn't know I could be this person and who you discover you are on that journey. Uh, and because you've got to be willing to go through it, there is no bypassing it. This is a process you have to go through. But when you reach the other side and in that discovery of who you are today, the strength, the courage, the passion, the conviction, the forgiveness, the love you have become is your service to mankind. And that is the joy. Mm -hmm. That is the reason for being. And you can forgive everything you have been because it was your teacher to in becoming who you are today. Exactly. And you know, there's a pioneer spirit. You mentioned the, the courage and courageousness that it takes to delve into the void and to heal these parts of ourselves that we really have never been trained. Mm -hmm. There are very few living models, men or women, that have been right. able to do this constructively and stay alive and happy on the planet. And it's interesting in my training, I was what's called raised under her wings, under the wings of the goddess. Mm -hmm. I'm in a male, hetero, completely life form, but my emotional body is very feminine, not a feminine. I have a Pisces moon. And my training, certainly in the formative healing years um, of the sacred masculine work, was specifically and solely through strong, conscious women mentors, maybe two in my life. My primary mentors have been men, but almost exclusively they've been strong, strong, conscious women. Because I don't believe a man can learn about just femininity unless he sees it outpictured mm. and transmitted 
through a conscious woman. And I've been very, very, very blessed in being trained ceremonially, healing work-wise, almost across the board. And this is a story. 20 plus years ago, I was living in Sedona with a very goddess community. And many a circle I was able to participate in is the one or two men in a room full of 20, 25 women. Many women were so lividly pissed that there were no men to stand with them, not in front, not behind, not above, not below, mm-hmm. but side by side. Where are the men at? Raging, really, 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 really upset. Having been those pioneers, and you know them for yourself, Sarah, you are one of them, who've left families, relationships, mm-hmm. children, jobs, to quest into the void to discover who they were as women emerging. That's why women are not just the point of the wave of awakening conscious, but in many ways are the wave itself. Yeah. Is that awakening yeah. feminine is not as frequency, not to dominate the masculine, yeah. but to co-create sacred union together. Yeah. But the point of this piece is that I was so taken and in awe the women that I had met and still meet who didn't choose to be different intellectually, it was a DNA draw that propelled them to find their truth, often in a society that had no external support for them to do so. Deep, deep, deep kudos for the the feminine. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been a, a solo traveler. Um, you know, the, I wasn't anywhere near any of those groups as I came into my awakening, but I always, ha- I always had my soul mm-hmm. sister, you know, um, always guiding me. My, my poor little human self was so confused and was so victimized because mm-hmm. that was, I was assuming that's what, that was what I was here for. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as, um, as it got to a point of too much and I'd lost myself and I shut down and I disappeared from my life, it was to ignite my soul and give it permission mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to take over. And as it took over, it immersed itself into my humanness. Mm-hmm. And then we merged as one stronger. But when mm-hmm. in my division of myself, you know, I had to go through that division to remind yeah. myself that yeah. I am the soul, I am the heart, I am the spirit. And I always have been for every lifetime I have come here and, and in my teachings and everything I've done, I'd lost myself along the way and I'd given in to the human expectation. And this lifetime was a time to awaken and come and merge back with my soul presence and become one again. Yeah. And yes, it has pushed away a lot of people because I'm not the same woman I was. Um, and they're not yet at a high enough level to see me where I'm at. One day they may get there or they may not. It's a, a person's journey is their own. Yeah, but it, yeah. you know, and I used to worry about that, you know, wanting people to, to come and see the light, so to speak. But everybody's journey is their own at their own pace. All you can be is that space for them, that Indeed. love for them, that light for them. And whether they join you or not or go on a different path, that's all you can be for them. After having first been that for yourself, yes. and there's a saying that we get to heaven through each other's open hearts. First, however, having opened the door inside of our own heart first, yeah. and that's that 
self-regenerative aspect of a meditation practice, for instance, is that it is what I call one of my constitutionals. And I, I found that humans have two or three things at a minimum that are mandatory necessary for each one to do for ourselves. That's our solely our responsibility mm -hmm. to keep us sane, to keep us healthy, to keep us, um, yeah, healthy in our lives. Yeah, and I to identify I, what they're, and to do them without fail. Meditation right. for me, my life doesn't work without it. It's, it's not as rich. One of the eh, flip sides of an old soul is that we're slow learners. <laughs> it's taken a long time to play yes. out my bag of tricks. And basically, I painted myself into a corner mm -hmm. that nothing else feels as good. Nothing else is as gratifying or as fulfilling. Nothing else is as enriching as being in my heart and helping other people feel yeah. loved, appreciated, or seen as we're speaking. And it's interesting as an old soul, it is that proverbial peeling of the onion mm -hmm. in that I learned to do what I want to do from having done things that I never want to do again. Yeah. <laughs> and this life has not been one of violence. It's been one of uh, not severe, but acute drug addiction. Mm -hmm. All of the 80s. Yes. Um, bartending in New York City and Miami. I didn't have drugs to buy South America. <laughs> and by grace and fate, yeah. I didn't wipe myself out because my core initiative or core directive in my life started meditating at 13. Here I started getting stoned was to realize God, was to realize my divinity at all costs. Right. And it's kept me holding on to the tow rope. And as I speak to my guys and guidance, I said, I said, what? Well, why is it that you give me such um, such concern or such connection? And I say, because you're still here. Right. Because you haven't given up. And your commitment to serve love and being a living force of love has never, has never wavered mm -hmm. or stopped. So it is an individual soul calling to awaken it's also an individual soul calling not to awaken yeah there's no right or wrong good or bad we're all going to get home eventually it's just why wait why wait for other lifetimes right. if we can shorten the arc and do the work i do awakening the sacred which again is not gender specific and i'm sure this is one of the reasons you do your shows sarah is to help other people yep. hopefully potentially avoid some of the things that it was necessary for us to go through to come to a place of more love, more joy, more freedom. If I can shorten the downtime or the travel time, mm -hmm. hey, you yeah. know, my life is in service. Right. That's what it's about. We don't want everybody having to fall in the Grand Canyon. You know, it, it, we manage the potholes. You know, uh, you know you're going to fall. Uh, in, uh, and let us show you how you get back up. You know, so next time you fall, it's easier for you to get back up. But you're going to fall along the way because it's those trips and falls that are those lessons. But what we want uh, to do for you is to stop you being swallowed up because it took us so long to come back out of that. And really, in all honesty, we don't want to waste any more time of 20 years, 30 years for people going through the suffering before they step into the love and the light. Um, in scientifically, because I do a lot of shows on that as well, it has been proven that the earth is beginning to split and it's splitting through this 
vibration and it is actually necessary that we actually do rise up our frequency because that's what's going to heal um, the planet as it will heal us as humanity and if we can shorten that span time it's an urgency now that's the reason why we're here to do it you know i call this a orchard of wisdom here on the shows Mm-hmm. And there's 24 orchards of uh, 2400 orchards of wisdom plus on here. And this goes back to listening. Are you ready to hear someone else's journey? Because through hearing somebody else's journey, you're going to realize how much it reflects your own. What did they do to get out of it? What mind, heart, soul set did they have to get out of it? To, mm-hmm. you know, what skills and tools did they use really? that really? you can apply? Right? It's a person that you can reach out to because I hear yeah. you. You're speaking to me. I want to speak to you. This is what it's for. But there is no quick fix or downloadable app. You've got yeah. to be willing to go through the process. We're just here to make it easier for you so that you can spend And to, and to show quick. an end result. And yes. to transmit yes. it. Not just being possible hypothetically, right. conceptually, but literally. If we I are can make post the a child. Right. <laughs> Right. Absolutely, we're the living, living, uh, living life that right. is that is this place after having been in wretched, wretched circumstances. And I heal, I, I, we, but the greater we, mm. devotion and my intention in this life was to realize my sacred purpose. Right. That's inherent in the sacred masculine is having a purpose that serves the sacred in others. That's where, when I go from me to we, mm-hmm. the blessings come. Grace lives when two or more gather. Yeah, Not in yeah. a biblical sense, but when that's what creates an exponential potential is when someone else comes into the fire circle, it generates a feeling of what their soul is here for, which is to celebrate life, to celebrate creativity and intelligence, and to celebrate love. Yeah. It's no more complicated than that. If we heal the I, we're better to serve the we. But we have to heal the I first. You know, yes. it's, we yes. can't bring ourselves broken because then we're bringing our disruption. You know, we need to bring our healing selves in order to be able to recognize how we can be of healing to others. Ah, so funny you say that. <coughs> priest process in 96, I was introduced to circles of men down in Phoenix primarily who were the sons, the husbands, the ex-boyfriends, women who had gone through this priestess process for eight or nine years. And these were the guys that were pushed and prodded to sit before me as I was unveiling this awakening, the priest process, as I was choosing to facilitate at the time. Having gone through my Mm -hmm. nine-month journey, my mentor, Nicole, was grooming me to work beside her sacred union group with men and women and encouraged me to step out to start speaking to men. So I'd be talking to these guys, and you know how when you ask a dog a really tough question, they go, hmm. These guys were looking at me like they were hearing the words, but they weren't feeling right. the transmission. Registering. Mm-hmm. I needed 20 more getting my ass kicked to not make it about Keith. It is this frequency of the sacred. However you get it or don't get it is not my business. My business is to anchor it in myself, embody it, and just speak from it and live from it every day in every way I possibly can. If you get it, more power to you. I will f- feed and fan mm. the flame inside of you. I can't give you the spark. No. 
that's up to all of us to come to the table to fly over the over the precipice to learn to fly as we're falling and we're in that dynamic dramatic time in our soul's journey turning of the ages it's make or break time this is show time yeah you can ignite you know, the, the heart and soul in them if the flame is there you can ignite that flame exactly. into a bigger flame but you know they've got to want that flame to be ignited and you know i think right now you were seeing this amongst our millennials we're seeing it along the gen x generation we're certainly seeing it amongst the children that we're seeing so much more compassion and connection mm -hmm. and heart thoughtfulness from men you know as the extreme we're seeing on one side we're seeing the other side step up and go I, I don't want to be a part of, I don't want to be put in that male category as that, mm -hmm. right? And I think this is, again, you know, the, the invitation, inspiration begets mm -hmm. invitation. If mm -hmm. you are inspiring, you're inviting people to become their own inspiration by doing the work and by first recognizing what's wrong in the world and deciding you're not going to be a part of that. How do you release that part of you that has been subjectively taught to you? Mm -hmm. And how do you release that and become the beautiful divine person you are meant to be? And that's a willingness to take the journey, willingness to let go of any control, any assumption, mm -hmm. in any dictation. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's still a lot of spiritual practices mm -hmm. that have just basically replaced religion you know, it's still practiced like yeah. a religion. And yeah. the thing you've got to understand, there aren't any walls. There aren't any, you know, uh, boundaries. There are barriers, which is the energy barriers. But just like the wind, just like energy, just like the flow of everything, the water, mm -hmm. it needs to be constantly moving forward. It constantly needs to be moving. And if we can get rid of our stagnancy, then we'll actually understand we flow so much more. And if we're willing to explore, mm -hmm. if we're willing to actually let experiences happen to us, and instead of trying to analyze them and dissect them, live them, the reason for being will reveal itself, but be willing to live them by taking this journey of life. When you have a pause and you can look back, you go, wow, that experience is really cool. Look where I'm at now because of it. It doesn't have to be painful, does it? It can no, it be wondrous. It doesn't. It doesn't. At this point, you're right. It is more wondrous than anything else. Having done a lot of excavating into shadow to heal the parts of me that always kept me afraid, always kept me apart, always kept me reactive or angry. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't loved the parts of me that I needed the world to love for me, which the world is not meant to do. No. And, you know, inspiration and respiration, of course, is spirit. And the way that I have found to ignite spirit in my consciousness, Sarah, and viscerally in my body is through my breath. Again, mm -hmm. the heart space. I keep bringing back all of my work, all of my life to the heart space because it's the only place that I've found stillness and peace and freedom on a breath-by-breath -breath basis, which I've been doing since the moment I squirted out of my mom. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> The yes. breath and the beating of your heart mm -hmm. are doorways to the divine because there is no past or present that the mind can wrap around or screw up. Mm -hmm. It's always the pulse of each second of our lives. And I've been around a few awakened people in my life and they have personality 
but they're not personality driven or no. directed. It's like they're almost not even there. When they get into still, still point, it's just presence. It's just life force and it's consciousness that's there as opposed to the person who's on their, um, their driver's license. And that's dominated by their connection to being yeah. aligned with source through their breath. Yeah. A woman. Something that's very, very interesting is um, so many awakeners um, have stepped into disease. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know I was given it to suppress some of my energy mm -hmm. because I know in the past when I've let my energy go, it's been too much. You're right. right? So I know that at some point I'll be set free and my energy will allow, be allowed to be. But right now it keeps me in the pain body to mm -hmm. suppress it so I'm not too much. Mm -hmm. And I think we're looking at a period in certainly in the next few years where that energy will be and we're allowed to go without worrying about frying people. But it's very interesting of how many people I've come across that are the soul awakeners, are the spirit teachers who are going through some suppression right now. Have you found that on your travels? You know, it's interesting. Those of us that are quote unquote pioneers or forerunners, we don't just do it for ourselves, Sarah. We do it for people to do it for themselves yet. Mm -hmm. We take on in some karmic agreement yeah. to heal the parts of the collective that the collective isn't able to heal yeah. individually up until now. And, you know, Whatever the guarantees are being on the planet, being free of, of challenge isn't one of them. No. It's part of being a yes. soul in human form is it's yes. going to be, we're going to have, and I happen to have a more archetypal initiatory life in that I've gone through these death and rebirths, mm -hmm. squeeze me through the eye of the needle, which dependent upon me letting go of an enormous amount of shit behind me right. as each passage in my life has delivered me to here having gone through three massively difficult periods about 18 months at a time over the past 19 years where i was dying i was circling the drain and i had mm -hmm. to find my way through that needle needle's eye and I, we all have our challenges. Yep. We all have our passages. We all have our initiations to free ourselves from those um, limitations of our past. Yeah. We're not it's talking work. about kumbaya. Are we? Oh, I'm now all in peace and all is happy. No, it's just the always will be the challenges there and they're there for a reason. It's just that you are so much more equipped to deal with them now mm -hmm. and to not be afraid of them and not to be resentful of them and just to deal with whatever you need to deal with in the now. And you had mentioned having tools. I'm a really pragmatic guy. I believe in tools. I believe in um, activities to shift my consciousness, right. not just physically, emotionally, mentally, and certainly spiritually that bring me out of the dumps or bring me out of a place. And I, I don't loop very long nowadays. I, I bounce pretty quickly, but I've learned to hold the parts of me that are afraid or reactive in the eternal wellspring of my heart space, Sarah, that feeds them in ways that nothing else I've ever come across, not drugs, not sex, not mm -hmm. alcohol, nothing. 
fulfills those wounded parts of me other than my heart mm. and a connection to that, that does the transformation. I don't know how it works. I don't have to know. No. I know how to connect the dots and I've been training for three and a half decades in the healing work, developing my craft, but really it's about getting out of the way, yeah. it's connecting and then allowing. Oh, allowing yes. a big word, huge. Yep you know, permission to allow, you know, when it says the thing is we want to dictate, we want a manual, you know, we want to, I want to know where I'm going to be then and there then and what's going to happen then and who's going to do that. Forget all about that. Just simply allow, you know, go with the wind. And if the wind shifts you over here and shifts you over there, there's a reason for it. When you land, take in what's around you because there's, there's you're there for a reason. You know, we've, We've become so controlling over our lives. And when we let go of that control, I, I'm a blueprinter. You know, I have the visions of things that I have to build, the field of dreams, so I build it. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. built my non, nonprofit in, 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 the, in this podcast network. It was, you know, building the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And then it was the step by step. Mm -hmm. And okay, no, no, no. You expected to do it that way? Mm -mm. Nope, it's not going to happen that way. You have to wait. And then we'll show you which way you need to go. And mm -hmm. I've learned, don't fight. I know the bigger picture. It's been given to me. Mm -hmm. I will get there when I'm meant to get there. However I'm meant to get there, I just have to allow the journey and pay attention to the signs and the redirections along the way. And that's accordingly. And in, yes. in letting go and allowing is trusting. Yes. Those are more oh. feminine qualities yeah. than the masculine. We're speaking more... Um, archetypal or more the stigma of the controlling domineering masculine life force the new masculine or the new masculinity is incorporating these feminine effects so that they strengthen the masculine which strengthens the feminine which strengthens of course the whole unit of a person i can't do i can't live my life unless i trust right things are working out Yes. And I can't live my life unless I behave in ways that make them work out. Paradox is one of those divine aspects that both are true, although from one linear aspect, they're not complementary. They're um, oppositional forces of male to female. Mm -hmm. When there is a central core awareness, all differences or distinctions disappear and that's the power of the heart is it creates field of awareness where all are met all are are whole all are loved what do you think of manifestation you know for me it's like i do believe paint your canvas as how you want to feel not think or be but how you want to feel because you're letting the universal energy know that this is how you would like to feel. And this is maybe the things that you would need that would help that feeling strengthen. But so many people aren't, oh, just manifest it and it'll go like it's an Amazon delivery. You know, how do you see manifestation? Well, I think, and this is my, my new book coming out, it's the fillers that as a human, as a soul in human form, the spiritual the emotional, the mental, and the physical all have to be stabilizing in sync. the foundation for right in sync and in harmony and equanimity mm -hmm. and in a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. So what I found out about manifestation is there has to be a mental aspect 
of the thought of what it is. Yeah. There has to be an emotional aspect of what it feels like to have that already. Mm -hmm. There has to be a physical aspect of feeling it in my body, whether I smell it or hear it, whether I visualize it. And to bring in the spiritual quality of gratitude and directing it from my soul in that I only want to manifest, Sarah, what serves my highest and greatest right. good. Yeah. Highest and greatest good for all concerned yeah. and the will and the plan of my soul. I'm not looking for another cattle. I'm not looking for another piece of ass. I'm not looking yeah. for another $10,000. I'm looking for a feeling of fulfillment where my soul is serving my soul's directive. And that's a very, very, very different perspective for men, for anyone really on the planet, that my soul is living my life from me. I've spent these years doing my hardcore healing work, my addiction healing work and all the rest is to get out of the way to develop mm. a greater level of transparency or neutrality that my soul, there's a saying that when your personality needs what your soul wants or what your soul is here for, when your personality is longing to be the soul, that's where true success comes into a life not monetarily economically successful but success as a soul to be fulfilling a soul mission of sorts um, but, but it's also the sustainability of what your soul's yeah. journey is is that if you step out into it you'll be provided for and you know there's so many people i've interviewed that have been on the Boy, six that's a big figures. trust piece right there because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes that's the thing that that's see see spirit has a, a as a wicked yes. perverse and profound sense of humor <laughs> that i have to give up my best punch my lead left to keep off life and i and i live in fear so i got to hit it first before it hits me yeah i have to give up that whole belief system that fear will keep me safe mm -hmm. in order to put that on the table as as the chips of my entirety mm. I've got a the price to freedom is giving up the price to freedom is giving up fear is giving up all that old accrued karmic grab bag that kind of kept that nah, didn't really keep me super safe it didn't keep me I've, I've struggled most all of my lives and have struggled a lot in this life mm -hmm. but that mm. courage to trust and to do my healing work to mitigate and neutralize and transform those old belief systems, those old conditioned responses, that's in the trenches, the nuts and bolts yeah. is going into those fears. And at what it's not, there's an interesting piece um, in healing school I learned. It's called conference table um, referencing or something. You have a round conference table, you have one microphone, and you have, say, six of your subcells or six of your personality cells. And you realize that the part of you that's been speaking the most with that one microphone usually is the reactive, usually mm. is the afraid. It's not the one that's life and free and then evolved. It's the one acted and imprinted by life that's keeping you safe. Right. What I've learned to do is thank me, because it's a part of me, not to make it wrong, not to judge. Thank me for speaking, but let's have another part of us speak. To redirect from the half empty to the half full. Mm -hmm. To start empowering the soul of us, the yes. love of us, the consciousness of us, as opposed to just the part that's frustrated and angry. And to hold those places in 
my collecto heart that neutralizes or transforms the suffering. It does. It works. Yeah. I don't know how it, I mean, I'm living proof. I was I'm not an asshole exclusively. I was leading with need all mm. of my life. Like all of us, I grew up having to please my primary caregivers and compromise my voice in order to get affection, approval, yeah. potential, attention from my parents and no fault to them. But they weren't playing on a level field either. And, you know, like everybody, I had to, I had to um, compromise until I started to take authority, until I started to line up and connect to my higher self yeah. and bring over the earth, until I developed my connection, living conscious, breathing connection to my higher self through meditating and other work I do. I was always referencing myself by what I thought you wanted me to be. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would act and you would like me better so then I could love myself better. Mm -hmm. right. My God, what a pain in the ass. I know. Oh, God, I went down that road. And, and you're just tied up into a pretzel, trying yeah. to please everyone. At, talk about it being the sacrificial. Ah, crazy like, yeah, yeah, totally. Just, and like, you know, took a crash. You know, and, you know, it's, for me, it's always been when I listen to my soul and heart, I never go wrong. Right. Never go wrong. That's the truth. That is the absolute, honest, divine truth of all I need to know when I need to know it. The spirit will then go into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. That is where my true enrichment lies. That's where my abundance lies. And everything else that is given me to, to me in my life will come to me to help me propel forward in the work that I do. Now, would I like some less worry now and again, a little more of that financial abundance to balance things out? Yes. And I need to let the universe know that. I need more balance. So there is less worry because we are, I'm so enriched in my heart and soul that sometimes the universe just thinks I've got it. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. And it's like, you know, that green stuff. <laughs> energy as that. well. Yes, energy it is. Well. I need that kind of energy as well in order to balance things out. And I think that's mm -hmm. where it comes into it. We sometimes really do have to articulate mm -hmm. what we need in order to, to continue on what we're right. doing, right? Right. Well, life is about adjustments. And yes. It's about making decisions and that just anatomically to stand up and to walk. There's so many things that are happening in the structure of adjusting to gravity, adjusting to all of that. But it's in, a, in the moment, moment by moment experience that those adjustments happen and I'd rather ad adjust from the place that feels full inside than react from the place that doesn't feel full inside and keeps replicating that emptiness outside. Thus the, the necessity of a spiritual practice, I believe, somehow that you connect, somehow that you ground, somehow that you align to give that clear reference point in life that you're speaking of that allows the challenges to be less challenging and the difficulties to be a benefit and the opportunity yeah. for growth and healing, it changes the dynamics considerably to look at it that way. Yes, exactly. You know, I'm all for kind of painting your canvas, you know, you know put the picture out there, you know, of, of the tools, mm -hmm. or the skills or the people or the things you need in order to do the beautiful work that you were given to do, which I do with pleasure. But mm -hmm. I had to come into, okay, let's be sensible about this.
-hmm. It can't be at the cost of me. Right. Right. Now you can be of service. That's what we're here for. If you become a servant to it, you're doing it for the wrong reason. If it's yeah. costing you your well-beingness, uh -huh. you're out of balance. So you have to constantly look at, I've got to keep the balance because the only way I can be right. abundant enough to give right. my cup runneth over is to right. make sure my cup is full enough to run over. Right. And that's attending to those four pillars or whatever other aspects of your life that are necessary is you can't just, you know, meditate in a cave and eat pizza mm. or not eat at all. You're not going to survive it. Right. You're not going to be able to live a life that, um, is joyful and abundant and, and healthy, really. So all aspects have to be addressed. That is true mastery in this plane, Sarah. It's not just the physical awakening. Mm -hmm. It's paying the rent. It's showing yes. up on time. It's, yes. being, it's, it's wiping. It's being clean. It's whatever. It's eating. I mean, all those things. This is not a, a cupcake dimension. This is earth school, life school is extremely arduous, extremely difficult. And yet, on a soul level, we've been through, most of us, many of us have been through so many different incarnations, have accrued in this amount of soul wisdom. Now it's about putting it into play in a loving way to create that dynamic for others on this planet as well. Again, going from me to we. Mm -hmm. And how can I play along that serves the collective? You mentioned about your instrument that you find that phrase I use is what's your signature what's your signature mm -hmm. what do you do that's not just solely your um, your gift but what is it how can you help other people enjoy their lives that's where the magic really flows is how can I improve the quality of someone else potentially improving their quality energy begets energy indeed Love begets love. And I can't yes. create peace from panic. I no. can't create love from lack. And I can't create joy from being whacked out. I have to find that in here. With each breath. With each yeah. Breath. yeah. You know, life yeah. on earth wasn't meant to be easy because it is, no, it, it is it. a school, right? I'll hard not sometimes. Yeah. But it's stepping into our divine presence to actually understand why we're here. Uh -huh. We also have to understand the gift of this earth, even the gift of the experiences that we have and understand the abundance that it gives us. I am a, a lover of trees and water and breeze. Mm -hmm. And I live, I moved to Victoria, BC because I'm right by the ocean. The leaves okay. are always rustling. The wind is always blowing. Okay. And for me, it is my my meditation, mm -hmm. my nature that speaks to me because it constantly keeps my spirit in flow. And it's, you know, if it was all easy, how would we learn? You know, it's, it's meant to be difficult so we can learn to ascend into our beautiful beingness, into our cosmic beings. And I think we're stepping into an era now that's going to be opening up more and more and more of where our actual brains actual hearts and souls are going to physically be able to accept the higher vibration and knowledge that the universe wants to give us. And then we're going to be stepping into a higher intellect of truly understanding the gift of this, this body connected with the divine wisdom of the universe of God of source and so. where we're going. 
Yeah, from your lips to goddesses' ears. I mean, that's really what I'm investing in. Um, mm. Actually, I'm investing in being present with you right now. That's I, I really keep it simple. I've, I've learned that as long as I focus on this step and the step I'm making, yeah, that's all I have to do. And as long as, as you said about moving forward, as long as I'm proactively engaged in what my agreements are in the course of my day and how I show up each step of the way, I think I got it pretty well, not in hand, but I'm taking care of what I need to take care of to bring about a fortuitous and a favorable result, which is that there is a shift on the planet, that people are coming into a higher vibration and those who will have another place to go to play out their journey on a soul level. But I really do see that as one polarity is picking up strength, so is the other one. Mm -hmm. And not just to believe what you hear in the news. In fact, I don't do the news because I know that I'm being fed shit or at least a program. (laughs) I'm not interested. I grew up, yeah, was born in the late 50s, grew up in the 60s. People were dying, getting shot. I knew intuitively that what I was reading and hearing as a young child was not really the truth that there was something else that was being held back i don't do conspiracy theories i don't Mm. do illuminati it's somewhere in my soul uh history i know that having danced i just keep it really simple i just do whatever i can do in this day to celebrate it to be grateful for it and to help other people in any way i can sarah celebrate their lives as well the thing is Every single one of us in our instrument is perfect your instrument. That's your instrument. Mm-hmm. How do you bring it to the orchestra? I realize mine isn't an instrument. I'm the conductor. I'm bringing uh-huh. all these beautiful musicians together. But I, had, I was given the vision of what the music is, uh-huh. right? For yeah. everyone to come together in this beautiful harmony, in this symphony, right. in order right. to play, in order for it to go out, to, to fulfill the visions that I've been given, because that was my instrument to play. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you, you're not asking people to do or be what you are. You're asking people to step into a higher vibration of self, a higher love and soul connection and discover what their instrument is. There are a lot of people, oh, you know, you should be like Oprah, you should be like Deepak, you should be like that. No, they're them. I'm me. This is my instrument. Embrace your own (laughs) instrument. Stop comparing, right? You know, not everybody can be king or queen. You know, there are are other players and in the totality of a life force, there is no better or worse position on the playing field. It's just that you're alive. Yes. For a purpose. You're here for your soul's purpose. Find what that is and find how it can benefit others. There is only magic that will meet you Mm -hmm. when you give your life, not give your heart, but your life force you spend or you express your life force to help be a benefit for others. And in the smallest way, and yeah. it is a compliment, perhaps, at, a, at the coffee shop when someone's looking bummed yeah. out or frazzled. It's loving kindness that does make an enormous, you, you never know, as you said, yeah. the difference we make or the effect that we have when we are positive and negative. It, it works both ways. Yes, no? and that's the yin and yang again. It's, you know, yes, this, this is called choose positive in the show because it is a choice that you have to do, but you have to understand in choosing the positive, you've also got to understand the negative. The dark and the light have reason. 
yeah. right? It is don't give yourself wholly to the dark or wholly to the light. It's when you have the balance and the hues and all the different colors and all the different, you know, the yeah. night is just as beautiful as the day. It's asking you to be something or do something different at those time periods. That's all. Yeah, yeah. good. Good for you. Your book. When Yay. is it coming out? What is it called? Well, what I'm, what I'm speaking to a publisher now about compiling 60 or 70 of the posts that I post on Facebook, and I've been posting since 2003 first met, um, I'd like to put them out as the musings of the sacred masculine. Um, again, the four pillars within a year or so. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a first book that I published three years ago on uh, Balboa, which is a subsidiary of Hay House, mm -hmm. Awakening Sacred Masculine and the Turning of the Ages, which I was so gung-ho to publish that I didn't have it properly edited, which I need to go back to do so then I can put it into hard copy. Right. So there are a lot of different adventures or possibilities here, all of which aging. I'm also um, very strongly thinking of moving from Olympia, Washington, where I live now, to Kauai on Hawaii end of this year fall so like a lot of us there's a lot of pieces in play um, i don't know where things are going to land i only know what feels best for me yeah so going with your flow allowing right, right? right. yeah right. Right. Mm -hmm. right seeding it and then getting out of the way and acting yes. on a daily basis to feed it it's yeah. not yeah. putting the child off at the end of the mm. um of the nursery i have to engage and invest and be um participant in my life and my dreams oh um, i speak to that all the time please participate in your own life yeah. it's not for someone else to do it for you no, and the no. more you engage in your life the more you allow and take the journey listen to the signs feel mm -hmm. the connection you know of that enlightenment the more it will reveal what your instrument mm -hmm. is where you're orchestra mm -hmm. is where your land is you mm -hmm. know as i said i came here about 17 months ago and it, it totally for me right now is absolutely mm -hmm. perfect is it forever i don't know i have no idea what forever looks like but for now it is what feeds me and if it feeds me if it's watering my seeds mm -hmm. and watering my soul that means it's allowing my seeds and my soul to grow and be right. able to serve right. more right. so if something's right. saying to you redirect don't let your head get in the way Right. Really let your heart and your soul yeah. become so, you know, powerful in their voice that you mm -hmm. know, oh, this is right. As I say, the soul never lies. The you heart know, always resonates with the soul and truth. And that is a shamanic outlook in life. Mm. In that a shaman, whatever word that would be, knows the universe is always in conversation with itself as oneself. So when I ask a question to the universe, the shamanistic insight point of view is waiting to hear, to see, to smell, to taste this, the reply that the answer will come from life, whether it's a song you hear or a memory that you, when you see a bird, whatever, life will always feed the answer. Yeah. The question that's brought in a, in a inquisitive and an open hearted way. And I remember when you, you tried to hook into Toronto, I did. I, I went there for, I lasted you. three months. <laughs> it was too cold for me. It was also 40 years too late for me. Yeah. And, but yeah. it was a transition I needed to sever my old life. Mm -hmm. I needed to go there and completely remove myself and put myself in neutral. Right. And then 
coming here, although it had spoken to me beforehand, it was the clarity in coming here. Uh -huh. And so, you know, sometimes you get that, it's not a misdirection, just we're going to take you there on that yeah. island just for you yeah. to regroup. Right. And uh, now you can see where you're going because you're not carrying any of the chatter from the past. And that's what yeah. I needed. It's a great city, but it's just, you know, not yeah. for me. Weatherwise, no. <laughs> and I think that there was a landlady or land who wasn't who had rented a place out. I remember just following peripherally mm. that, that there were just all these little faux pas or clear yes. indicators that it was yes. not her place. Right. Exactly. Yes. No, my landlady didn't want me to be home all day. I told her I worked from home and she said, no, I, I don't want you to be home because she meant she had to have the heat on. Right. So she, she wanted to rent to people that worked all day, right? So, yeah, and uh, okay, fine. That just means my time is up. I couldn't find anywhere else, so that meant my time was up. And that's the thing. Those are the signs. Don't right. fight against it. Don't go, oh, the injustice. That's right. just saying, okay, you've had your time here now. Time to move on. Where are you going to go? Where are right. your wings going to go? You know, it's, it's a banquet table of life. It's a potpourri. You don't <laughs> yes. eat every dish. Not everything's no. going to taste great. And you hopefully from a conscious standpoint of being present enough and yeah. empowered enough in your intelligence, in your conscious awareness, <clears throat> to be able to read the signs within yourself yes. to know that this is not tasting, that this is not working yeah. out. And the universe is always involved or, yeah. or in relationship conversation with itself. So um, I'm really glad that you found a place yes. like it's home for you. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. And how, you know? how are your kids? How are your daughters? I had a daughter that got married last year, ah. uh, actually here on the island, which was wonderful. And I have an, another daughter still in Toronto. Mm -hmm. She's my free spirit. We'll talk about the wind. She is the wind. And I have a son that's opened up his own restaurant and doing very well. So I go over every other couple months and help him out for a while. So, and where is he, where's his restaurant? His restaurant is over in Maple Ridge on the mainland. Okay. And uh, it's called Humble Roots. And it uses all locally sourced food and they make everything in-house, the sources and everything. And he did no advertising and he is doing exceptionally well. So, and you know, when I go and work alongside of him, it's something I'm very proud of, you know, because yeah, you yeah, I'm, I'm working well. along my son. So it's nice. So yeah, my kids are doing fine, you know, you. so Good that gives me permission to go and do what mama yeah. needs to do. Right? Which is to help us. And thank yeah. you for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for coming back again. And as I said, folks, he's been interviewed twice before. And all you have to do is put in Keith Gregory here on selfdiscoverymedia.com in the search engine. And all three shows will come up, plus his book. And I invite you to go and listen to them because every show is different. Although we may cover somewhat the same uh, subject, we're looking at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And we speak from our now. So our now was different to then. <laughs> so if you listen to all three of them, I know that you may get a little bit of repeat, but you're also going to learn a great deal from each one of them. So please do listen and uh, do read the book. And, you know, this is, we talk about the masculinity. It's not all about men, although men are going through this transition right now more than ever before in Good time thing. in history. And it's needed. Yeah. And it's needed on every single level. And the more men do rise up to that beautiful um, soul, spirit, heart connection, the more we build that, that equilibrium, that synchronicity, um, mm -hmm. the succinctness of, of the energy. And that will propel us as a human race mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. into that alignment and into the next era that we need. Indeed. So I invite you men, come and 
join this beautiful feminine energy, women in open up to the men's beautiful inner strength and inner heart. And let's, let's build this orchestra and play some great music. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So thank you, Keith. It's been a pleasure having right. you here again. My pleasure. Thank you, Sarah. Love and you. to everyone else, remember, you know, everything that we want in life lies within us. Just be willing to take the journey. Amen. Until next time. Yay. <laughs> Bye for love, now. Love to you. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.